0: Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. For a second, I had it in my head that I said, and you're listening to, and then <laughs> you would say Schmanners. And I'm like, wait, that's not it. That's not it. That's not, that's it. not how that works. How are you? I'm great. We just got back from the gym. We did, and you took a shower, and you smell nice. Thank you. It's my purple shampoo. Ooh. It smells very minty.
1: I didn't take a shower because, unlike most people, I just get red like a tomato.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really I don't sweat. really sweat. You have zero. You have no pores. Um, <laughs> that must be it. Which is always weird. But uh, our
1: trainer sometimes looks at me and says, "Do you need a break?" <laughs> because my face is all red.
0: So, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, so today we have a biography, and we are talking about a fine, upstanding. What? How does the song go in "Bye Bye Birdie"? Fine, upstanding, patriotic, patriotic healthy, healthy, normal, normal American, American person. Okay. Yeah, her name is Barbara May Watson.
0: Okay, I don't know this person.
1: Well, I'm excited because she was a lawyer. A diplomat, an ambassador, uh, a teacher, a business person, and the first black person to serve as assistant secretary of state. Okay. Yeah. So like I said, fine upstanding, patriotic, healthy normal.
0: Yeah. That all sounds very important too. Yeah. And I'm just going to say it, and listen, it's bold, but I'm just going to say it, more important than me. Mm. Maybe has contributed a little bit more to history than I have so far. I don't know. Was she in Trolls World Tour?
1: (laughs) I can emphatically say no.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Uh so Watson was born in New York City, November fifth, nineteen eighteen. The oldest child of James and Violet Watson, both immigrants from Jamaica.
0: Okay, cool, cool. Immigrants to get the job done. That's yeah, not yes. from Hamilton. Uh, yeah. I figured that was in everybody's. I'm
1: on a kick. I'm on a kick. I want to name every song in the Broadway lexicon. Okay.
0: Is there any way that Barbara (laughs) relates to Phantom of the Opera? Did she ever attend a masquerade? I don't think so. Nah, darn it.
1: Um, So, her parents had very impressive careers as well. Um, Her father was the first black judge elected in New York State. Her mother was one of the founders of the National Council of Negro Women, which is a nonprofit organization founded in 1935 with the mission to advance opportunities and quality of life for black women, their families, and their communities. And it is still in operation today. Awesome. Awesome. I know, right? That's not, like 90 years. That's I can awesome. already
0: tell this is going to be one of those biography episodes where I just spend like 90% of it going, what? Cool. Whoa. Awesome, really, wow.
1: I can't believe we haven't heard about this person before. Yeah,
0: that's just, just assume that as an underlying, like undercurrent, the whole thing. Uh,
1: her brother James also became a judge, and she's cousins with very successful entrepreneur J. Bruce Elwin and former Secretary of State Colin Powell.
0: Wow, okay. A, a very uh, prestigious family, I would say.
1: Indeed. So uh, she attended Barnard College, And got her bachelor's in 1939. Um, And during that time, she was also the first black woman to participate in
0: the school's Greek games. What do you think those are? It's the fraternity games. It's the competition where the fraternities compete against each other. Is that it? Mm, No.
1: No? I mean, that's what one would think. That's what I thought it was. It is a campus-wide athletic competition. Oh, okay.
0: That actually is more prestigious. (laughs) I honestly thought you were like, she was the first black woman to participate and they had like flip cup and they were doing like toga races.
1: No, Uh, so it is freshmen and sophomores compete against each other in neoclassical inspired games like dance, discus throwing, hurdling, hoop rolling, torch races, and chariot races. And lion fighting. I mean, not that one.
0: Okay, not that one. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Graduated in
1: 1939, went to New York Law School, where she not graduated, third in her class in 1962. Wait, what? Right.
0: She not graduated. No,
1: because- It's the opposite day? uh, there's There's a huge gap in there, and Miss Barbara was
0: working. Okay. Wait. So she, wait, I'm confused. So she went to law school, but didn't graduate?
1: She didn't graduate until 1962. She went to law school in
0: 1939. Okay. Okay. And then she graduated in...
1: 1962. uh, She time traveled. (laughs) No, she had, she worked in between there. She attended law school. Okay. Here's what happened. After graduating from Bernard, uh, she worked as an interviewer for the United Siemens Service. Okay. She did that 43 to 46 until she, along with uh, Jamaican commercial artist Edward Branford and stylist uh, Mary Yarbo, co-founded the first licensed black modeling agency. Okay. Branford Models. Okay. She taught etiquette and charm school courses at the Academy's modeling school, and taught young girls how to appear perfectly poised for their potential shoots.
0: Okay, a lot of good alliteration in there too, which made me very happy. Perfectly poised, indeed.
1: Uh, so she and Edward worked together, um, and then Branford founded a advertising agency, um, and so in 1948 Watson took over the modeling area right and then served as director until 1956 when she closed down both the agency and the modeling school
0: can i just say if you're gonna run a modeling agency also running an ad agency seems a little bit like a monopoly but i'm like foreign of like oh you know who we should get for this one of our own people yes absolutely
1: indeed um and then 1958 to 59, she worked as the student activities coordinator at Hampston, Hampton Institute, and then did her law degree.
0: Okay, nice.
1: Yeah. So she got a lot of stuff there in between. After she got her law degree, she was appointed as assistant attorney in the New York City Law Department. That's 1963. Okay. She went on to work as executive director of New York City Commission on the United Nations. From 64 to 66. And then she left the UN because she began to work for the Department of State.
0: So she just like kept moving up, right? Oh, like, yeah. She, like, okay. As, okay.
1: As Rihanna would say, work, work, work.
0: I, I find that it sounds like people were like, hey, could, could you please go get your law degree because we really want to <laughs> hire you, it seems. Um, and she's like, well, I'm doing other stuff right now. And they're like, oh, Please. Please, 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 please get your law degree. And she's like, okay, fine. And it's like, okay, good. Now that you have your law degree, can we hire you for 16 things? Yes, you may.
1: Yes, indeed. So uh, she joined the Department of State in 1966 as special assistant to the deputy undersecretary of state for administration.
0: Can I also just say right now we've been joined in the booth by special guest Buttercup. We <laughs> yeah. have. And uh it's the uh, I'm it's the first time I can remember in a long time that Buttercup has joined us in the booth because we left the door open uh, to get some cool air because it's getting warmer and now she's just like sitting in front of us just like when are you guys going to be done? She
1: just needs some scratches. Okay. Which luckily I can read and scratch Buttercup at the same truly, time. You're amazing. Truly
0: truly incredible.
1: Um so she was brilliant. And July of 1968, President LBJ nominated Watson for a promotion. He wanted her to serve as Assistant Secretary of State for Security and Consular Affairs.
0: Well, that sounds important.
1: Yeah. So this made Watson both the first Black Assistant Secretary of State and the first woman to work in the role.
0: Wow. You know what? I can't wait to hear more about her. But first, how about a word from some other Max Fun shows?
1: I'm Jordan Morris and I'm Jesse Thorne on Jordan Jesse Go we make pure delightful nonsense we rope in awesome guests
0: and bring them down to our level we get stupid with Judy Greer my friend Molly and I call it having the space weirds Pat Oswalt can I get a Balrog burger and some Aragorn fries thank you and Kumail Nanjiani I've come back with cat toothbrushes which is impossible to use come get stupider with us at MaximumFun.org look your podcast
1: app's already open just pull it out give Jordan Jesse Go a try be Being smart is hard, be dumb instead. Hi, I'm
0: Hal Loveland. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. And we're the hosts of We Got This with Mark and Hal, the weekly show where we settle the debates that are most important to you. That's right. What arguments are you and your friends having that you just can't settle? Apples or oranges? Marvel or DC? Fork versus spoon? Chocolate or vanilla? Best bagel? What's the best Disney song? We Got This with Mark and Hal every week on Maximum Fun. We do the arguing so you don't have to. Oh, all answers are final for all people for all time. We Got This! Okay, so at this point, what is she left to do except conquer the moon?
1: I mean, she's crushing it. Right. So she held that position until 1974, and that year she received the Luther I. Replogle Award for Management Improvement and chaired an international consular office in Mexico City that same year.
0: Okay, busy, busy, so, busy. So, so
1: busy. Um, and then, well, her political career takes a little bit of a snag here because Nixon enters office.
0: Oh, that guy.
1: And in 74, uh, they began to try and bully Barbara out of her position. um, and
0: Like the worst thing Nixon's ever done.
1: Wanted to replace her with a Republican lawyer from Buffalo.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And the NAACP rallied behind Barbara Watson, um, condemning... Nixon's decision to replace a black woman Democrat with a white male Republican.
0: Mm-hmm. Good, I agree.
1: So in the end, uh, Watson submitted her resignation uh, at at his at Nixon's demand, Ugh. and um, the Republican took over as Assistant Secretary for State of Consular Affairs.
0: Boo.
1: Okay, can't keep Barbara down because. She remained in Washington, where she took a job with a legal consulting firm, and spent a lot of time lecturing at colleges and universities.
0: Buttercup is now attempting to climb up fully into our laps. <laughs> um, Should I let her? Come here, Baba. Come here. Come here. Good. Good girl. Okay, we guys said. Okay. Oh gosh. Oh boy. Okay. Keep going. Well, everything's fine.
1: All right. In January of 77, President Jimmy Carter asked her to return. I yeah, mean, yeah, obviously, she is so good at this job, right? Like, a resume a mile long. Exactly. Um, and asking her to return to her exact same position because she's perfect for it. Um, and
0: I mean, she won the Replugle Award. So you know she's doing a good job.
1: Yeah. And he liked her work in that office so much that he appointed her United States Ambassador to Malaysia. Wow. Okay. All right. She uh, resigned from office and ended her political career when Reagan took office. Uh huh. Um, and then started to practice law in D.C. With firms specializing in international law, business development, and trade. So by the end of her career, she would be a member of the American Bar Association, the District of Columbia Bar Association, the Bar of the State of New York, and the Bar of the District of Columbia. Wow! I know, right? Um, she is. She was lauded with several honorary doctorates, uh, University of Maryland. Mount St. Mary's College, um, and in addition to her her other awards, um, she was the recipient of 17 other awards from varied organizations. Wow. Decorated as commander of the National Order of the Republic of, I- of the Ivory Coast.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: If she had a shelf for all of these trophies, it would be boat.
0: Oh, okay. Why didn't she buy a better shelf? I guess that'd be my question. I'm saying
1: no shelf could handle it.
0: No Okay, wait, hold on.
1: Steel rebar.
0: Couldn't handle it? Couldn't handle it. too heavy. What about adamantium, like Wolverine Skellington?
1: Um, That's not real. Okay. She went on to serve on the board of several universities and the Radio Liberty slash Radio Free Europe and the Wolf Trap Foundation for the Performing Arts Um. Needless to say, like her legacy, the the breadth and and depth.
0: And width. And width. And height. And height. And whatever you say for time. Duration? There it is. Yeah, you got it. I got it. I got it. And I think the fifth is smell, if I remember correctly. (laughs) The scent of her legacy. I mean, it is astounding to me.
1: We do a lot of, if you don't know it, you should know it kind of biographies. Yeah. But like... I cannot believe this woman's career. And I I had no idea.
0: I so I assume in the way that you're talking about that she has passed.
1: Yes. Um passed away in 1983
0: at 64 of pneumonia. Oh, bummer. So young comparatively.
1: Comparatively, yes, but what a career. Yeah, in man. That, in that length of time. Um So the Secretary of State at the time, George P. Schultz, said that the State Department was deeply saddened by her death. She was a public servant of unusual dedication and distinction. Her long service as Assistant Secretary of the State for Consular Affairs and her tour as ambassador to Malaysia made important contributions to American foreign policy. Wow. Um, Her papers and photographs are um, at the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture at the New York Public Library, um, and they are enshrined for generations to enjoy and study. Um, She has several very amusing and tender pieces of um, correspondence there. And in 1994, the Consular Officer of the Year Award was renamed the Barbara M. Watson Award for Consular Excellence. Wow. Wow. Very, very cool. It's clear, I mean, that she was known and loved by
0: her peers. And respected. I mean, that's the thing. Once again, you talk about bow and shelf of awards. It seemed like people were falling all over themselves to give her awards. Indeed.
1: Um, And it is, like I said, it is so, it's really great to find these people. And it's also maddening that... I didn't know about them before. She maybe. should have a stamp. I wonder if she has a
0: stamp. She should have a state. Is what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> the Barbara state.
1: Maybe, maybe not. Not we'll, quite that much. We'll make
0: D.C. a state, but rename it Barbara. Barbara <laughs> sounds great. Saying, we call the state Virginia. That was named after a person. Well, so is Georgia. There we go.
1: And Carolina.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Barbara is what it will be now thank you so much and this is a a bit shorter than normal but i think uh so much of it speaks you know her legacy speaks for itself so much and we just wanted to tell you about it and buttercup is getting very warm in my lap um very wiggly so thank you so much i want to say thank you to our researcher alex without whom we would not be able to make this show i want to say thank you to our editor rachel without whom we wouldn't be able to make this show and we want to say thank you to you we can make the show without you, but we wouldn't, because it, it would be weird, right? I, I think Teresa and I would just probably sit down and just probably talk about stuff, <laughs> if nothing else. Um, Want to tell you, just a couple days left before the Adventure Zone 11th Hour graphic novel comes out. Uh, it comes out February 21st, and we're gonna do a live virtual event on February 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern time to celebrate the release. We got special guests, Abria Angar, Megaran, Gabe Hicks, Janet Varney, Jean Grey, and Christina Ariel. Uh, there's event exclusive signed copies available from Brookline Booksmith and Left Bank Books. You can get that by going to bit.ly/slash TazGNLive2023.
1: BB was very excited to get the trading cards oh, yeah? of our advanced copies. She
0: loved that. Um, also, I'm My Brother, My Brother and Me live in virtual event. Uh, it's our first 20 Sun and Sea live show. Uh, it's going to be live and virtual, so you can attend from anywhere uh, on March 17th, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Tickets are only $10, and Sawbuns is going to open for that, so it's like two shows for the price of one. And video on demand is available for purchase for up to two weeks after the event. Go to bit.ly slash virtual. What else, Teresa?
1: We always thank Brent, Brentalfloss, Black for writing our theme music which is available as a ringtone where those are found thank you to Bruja Betty Pinnett Photography for the cover picture of our fan run Facebook group Schmanners Fanners if you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans go ahead and join that group today also we are always taking topic submissions if you have a biography idea of someone that you would love to us to tell the internet about uh, you can send those ideas to schmannerscast at gmail.com and make sure that you say hello to alex because she reads every
0: one and that's going to do it for us so join us again next week no
1: rsvp required
0: you've been listening to schmanners schmanners get it